I'm barely there, Adam. I'm decrepit Drew. <laughs> and I'm Naughty Nick. And you're listening to the Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything. One hour at a time. Well, hello, ghouls and girlies. We are here in the... Drew, please don't speak until you're introduced. We are here in the uh, prefatorium um, in this awesome spooky month. Ooh, those wolves. I love hearing those wolves every time we say that phrase, awesome spooky month. It's nice. Um, (laughs) And all this month, we will be talking about spooky subjects. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're you're introduced now officially. You and and my my uh, and I'm Nick. Yeah, I'm and well, I'm not Nick, but I am Drew. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Nick. There you go. All right. Did you introduce yourself? Uh, no, I guess I didn't. I am Adam, uh, and you're listening to the archive, our ever-growing we library. Did, no, <laughs> no, we did this last time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's now officially a bit. Yeah. Yeah. A bit much. A bit. Hey. Oh. Yeah, and this is the final uh, season of the archive. I guess that kind of bleeds into the you know, show matter that's already been discussed, but I did not get a chance to discuss it last week. So. And yeah, yeah I'd like to hear it from you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, this is the last season of the of of the archive. We 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 had a good run, you know. Uh, but is uh, as, as in the very last episode of Star Trek: Next Generation, all good things. Ellipses. Well, that's this. That's this. Isn't that the second to last episode? That is part one, well, part two, isn't it? Yeah. the The last episode is all good things. Ellipses, part two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Drew is very pedantic. <laughs> In the prefatorium, though, we uh, we do two things. We talk about show matters and we read comments. Um, I guess definitely the show matter aspect has already been taken care of. Um, Wait, wait. I, I, I want to talk to you, Adam. Yes. As you, you are. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk to you about this okay. while we have the chance. Sure. Uh, when Drew and John just emotionlessly decided to kill this podcast. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Did it feel like your heart was ripped out of your chest like it did for me? Well, here, here's, you know, it's funny that, that you say that because you have a golden parachute, Mr. Hashtag Eat Me in St. Louis. I'm the one being left out in the breeze here, so. Hey, so am I. But it was your choice, though, so. <laughs> you can't very well be like, I quit. Oh, man, it's closing down, man. Well, sure I can. I feel sad about it. Okay. No, it, it's, you know, it's it's a very bittersweet thing. It it really is. Um, between just life being crazy in 2020 and uh, I don't even know, like, if listeners knew about my voice thing I've been doing with this, this whole year. And it's I didn't I didn't reveal it. I was I felt I, that if you wanted to. Yeah. You could go in. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting better, but I won't be as boisterous as I as I used to be for, you know, listeners of the show my usual antics and voices and whatnot that's all kind of uh on the dl these days so this is about it's about as 
as boisterous and voluminous as I get, I'm sure my levels are still probably insanely loud and, <laughs> and blowing out the speakers. Mm. But uh, but uh, I'm on the mend, doing a lot better, and uh, hopefully whatever the you know post archive uh, adventures contain, uh, will be uh, I can get back to doing uh, that voodoo that I do so well, so to speak. Hey. Well, if if you uh, miss podcasting, you're always welcome to come <laughs> on my golden parachute and <laughs> talk about a restaurant with us. Nice. Yeah, and he'll he'll just pocket that episode for about six months and then, <laughs> and then release it if you end a different podcast. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, no, thanks for chat about that. I appreciate it. Uh, that being said, the other thing we do here in the preparatorium is we talk, uh, we, I, I ask a question I like to ask. Um, and that question is, Hey John, which he's not here, but it's all, uh, I asked, I asked the, uh, the, uh, the grand Goomba. What was it? Was it is it grand Goomba? Or what's well, you're, you are the grand Pooba. Right. And you're the, Oh, well, John is just John, and so I guess I'm just Drew. No, no, you're the Goomba, John. though, when I'm not around. Oh, I'm the Goomba, yeah, right, but only when you're Isn't there a here. title for, for that, something Goomba? I'm the Grand Goomba. It is Grand the Goomba, prefator- yeah. The Prefatorial go- Goomba. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> prefatorial. <laughs> oh, man, my, my levels are spiking like crazy. Um, That's good. Any comments? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, by the I, way, before you read these comments... Listeners, look, we got one last stab at this thing. We got nine. <laughs> nine is our is our limit. No, I think eleven. Eleven is our mm. top. Yeah. I don't think we ever busted in double digits. Not as in. We, we absolutely did, Adam. But I think yeah, that I was there that day. I th- oh, that's entirely possible. No, you were. We was a big deal. We had eleven. Is but wasn't one of them, number? Nick, saying we did it? Yes, yes, but that still counts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's at least try to tie 11 in this last season, just once. Right. Um, okay, so we do have some comments, and I'm, I might be repeating some. Um, and because there were some that I don't think we read from our last episode, yeah, we had some. The comment thing was like was stuck or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I might repeat some, but I do think there's some that weren't in here. So I think we may have read this one. I'm going to read it anyway. This is from our uh, episode on Disney conveyance, and it comes from Kid Creeper Faces slash Azriel. This kid creeps. This. Kid Creeper is here to make a comment on this boss. You better believe. And he says, Ugh, my last comment got deleted. I haven't gone to any Disney parks, therefore, I haven't ridden any Disney conveyors. Just for kicks, at 43 minutes 20 seconds, Drew was talking about the first thing he did after he got on a bus from Disney Springs and he went to the Polynesian Hotel. Just showing that I am still listening. Comet score 12. Okay. Nice. Then, um, five months ago, on the <laughs> on the libraries episode, we have a comment from K 
Kid Creeper faces slash Asriel. Did he ever get a theme song? Or no, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Okay, so let me make sure you put a little pause there. I don't think you, you spoke real fast in the last comment. Well, he only gets it on the first comment. Right, but I'm saying, I think you spoke, I think you skipped it. No, well, I paused. He missed I, it. I paused. <laughs> I paused on the first comment, and I, and you may not be aware, Adam, but we can manipulate the audio of these recordings and create oh. <laughs> gaps. Is that is that what always takes so you, long? Do you remember earlier when you were like clean cut? <laughs> nope, that was cut out. Um, okay, now it's so, not. Uh, this is on our episode about libraries. And he says, so guys, you said no one has been in the archive trademark library ever since the COVID-19 outbreak, but that's not true. I sneak in sometimes, or should I say creeped in? Anyway, the bubble room at Givens Elementary School was great. And I'm friends with the librarian's kid. Uh, prompt. So what I'm learning is that, A, like Adam said, homosexuality was in mental disabilities. B, women were in etiquette. C, it was very confusing. Comment score, 13. Huh. So again, he's just, <laughs> he's just noting that he listened. Well, we, you, if I remember, you guys gave him a lot of flack because he probably he said some sort of offhand like he probably puts it on and doesn't listen, and so he yeah. he took great offense to that. Yeah, no. and we love it. We love to hear. We love it. <laughs> that uh, was great. That was yeah. that stinger on the end of last week's episode. Oh my god, I was dying. That was just that was beautiful. I'm hoping i for the last season that will always be a stinger. Just the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> the same one. All right. Uh, also on libraries, this one is from Mike Westfall. <laughs> Mike Westfall. Yeah. He says regarding my monorail co-pilot's license. You guys remember he referred to this in a previous comment. Mm-hmm. The pilot just gave one each to my wife and me once we reached our destination. I guess pilots were given a few to distribute at will, and it was up to them to remember to actually do it. Who's will? He's in charge of the okay. distribution. Okay, okay, thanks. My childhood library's entrance had a sort of domed glass awning and an escalator going down below the street level, so it always felt like I was going into a spaceship with very early 1980s red-orange carpeted floors. I briefly worked at my college library cataloging books. It was during that sweet spot at the end of the microfiche era but before the computerized card catalog was upgraded from portable compact PCs with monochrome orange screens. My favorite days were spent in the basement archives, sorting mostly books that were at least The basement archives? Mm-hmm. And carefully trying not to let them fall apart. The dust was a nightmare, though. Um, and then this one... Uh, was uh, comments on our... Oh, where'd it go? Sorry, guys, I lost it. It fell out of my hands. One second. <laughs> this is oh, a comment. What? It landed in the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to fish it out of there. So that's where you make your uh, your green ghoulie, isn't it, Nick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was on episode 297. Hamilton the Musical. Mm. 
And this comment comes to us from Venetian Rendezvous. she they posted this three months ago uh he's they say there's been no new content parentheses despite the quarantine so here i am <laughs> oh. <All right. laughs> and then finally i'm i'm glad that they checked in with us though that, <laughs> yeah. i appreciate that and then finally we have a comment uh from ash and this is on our most recent episode, The Haunted Happy Hour. And she says, When I got old enough to drink, my father began to tell me stories of when he was young and out there drinking. His favorite story to tell was of trying a zombie for the first time. He was born in 1930, so he was likely trying the zombie in the late 40s, early 50s in its heyday. He remembered it fondly, or mostly remembered it. He said it was the drunkest he ever got. Seeing just how much alcohol goes into the average tiki drink, I can believe it. Nice. And that's it. That's all the comments, unless there so, are any others. Yeah, so I want to talk about a couple quick things uh, uh, this is going to be like a sort of live comment slash mini diet version of the percolator, believe it or not. Um, are these walls stretching? No longer getting shut down. Anyway. <laughs> um, so two things on, uh, you guys were talking about last week, obviously, the the spooky drinks and whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, Kelly. Good night, Kelly. Good night, Kelly. Uh and I used to cone a, a bar. Good night. Good night. Good night, Kelly. <laughs> it's a spooky version. It is. I like that. Um, and the bar we owned was haunted. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Straight up. Like, we had um, uh, a seance tried to get... Aside. It wasn't haunted. Here's the deal. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm actually going to put a pause on this particular comment. Um, what? And I will... Because I want Kelly to tell... Maybe she'll be she'll grace us with the presence next week and come on and tell the story. And your your especially Drew, my friend, mm-hmm. your hairs will stand up. There's some I have freaky, I have no doubt freaky stuff that happened in that bar, man. You you don't even know. I have no doubt that you can tell a fake story, <laughs> a fiction story that will scare me. That happens often. <laughs> um, I scare myself with fiction. Uh, yeah, sometimes she's scared, scared myself. She's, she scared me with fiction. <laughs> That's the sequel to <laughs> She Blinded Me With Science. We both went to that same voice for that. That's great. Um, but the uh, the other thing is that Kelly and I, uh, our wedding reception was at the Lemp Mansion. Was haunted. Was at the Lemp Mansion. Haunted. Um, <laughs> was now, that's haunted. where I had my harrowing experience yeah exactly not um, I mean it wasn't at your reception but right. the same location yeah what were you saying nick uh that's where drew tried the heroin for the first time <laughs> <laughs> do i have to do this right now she was she was incredulous of course 
No one's ever asked that before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't say, do I have to do this? With a heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. She's like, no one's ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> How you see the ghost if you're not blitzed out of your mind? Um, anyway, uh, so we were all in our uh, you know, wedding uh, finest. And we actually went and did the uh, haunted attraction in our full, mm. uh, my tuxedo and her wedding dress, and then we brought a party all in there, dresses and whatnot, which is super, super fun. Uh, let me tell you what, an actual bride going through a haunted house, might as well have had just a big red target painted on her back, because she was just, those creatures and ghouls and goblins just went at her the whole damn time. It was crazy. And what did they do? Ooh, something like that, you know. I can't do voices. Come on. Did they... Uh, <laughs> I need to... <laughs> I need to know if they actually moaned at her. Yeah, you know, like, like you've been in a haunted house, right? And like, like, oh, I'm like... sorry. Okay. I I misconstrued. I thought you meant that um, you did the mansion, like the tour, the haunted oh, tour. Oh, no, 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 no. Like the, you the, did the... haunted house. <laughs> The, the, where there are people dressed up and doing like it's a yeah 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 it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole bit it's a whole shtick. <laughs> just was like I was like you're really trying to convince me that <laughs> you guys did the taunted tour and ghosts were like ooh. Uh, but when he when they got to the end of it they were like there is no haunted mansion tour. <laughs> Here's your heroin. <laughs> Um, but we also spent the night there, our wedding night, and in, in, in the hotel. Um, and in the middle of oh, the yeah, night, here the, comes the moans and groans. Yeah, and the and oh, so thank you. And the, oh Lord! Um, I like that, Adam. In the middle of the night, um, we both woke up pretty much the exact same time with a start. Uncanny. And both looked over at the same corner uh-huh. because we thought we saw somebody standing there. And yeah. then we kind of turned the lights, and obviously there was no one there. And we were both dead asleep, both woke up at the exact yeah. same time, both looked dead over asleep. and thought we saw somebody there. Turned the lights yeah. on, no one was there. A woman. Uh, the, the, a woman. <laughs> There's no other way to explain that <laughs> other than it's definitely a ghost. I'm glad you agree. Um, but you were both asleep. Yeah. Um, this is a genuine question. You woke up, and you and when you woke up, you thought you saw someone, or it's, you woke up and in your mind, there there's someone there. So like, he, I'm trying to understand. The sure, sequence. sure. So, um, if it was just like if I just woken up and thought I saw someone in the corner or something like that, okay, you know, maybe I was dreaming or whatnot. But we woke up at the exact same time. And both were like, oh my, like, what, what the hell? And then turned the lights on and there was no one there. I, yeah, I understand that. I'm trying to determine if, if you, like, if you're lit, so take the, the fact that you both woke up okay. out of the equation. Let's pretend it's just you. Is it a, is it a situation where you're, you were asleep, your eyes open, and you think you see something. Or someone. And then you turn on the lights and there's nothing there. Or it's, someone. Or was it more like you were asleep, you wake up, you're sure in your mind there's someone there, but you don't you don't necessarily see anything. Turn the light and there's nothing there. 
if this makes any sense, kind of split the difference. Okay. Yeah, it was. It's you. We both were, you know, again, but we both were asleep. It's like you, all of a sudden, like you're like you're like somebody's in the room with me right now. You kind of open your eyes, kind of groggily. You think you yeah. see someone. You're like, holy crap! You turn the lights on. No one's there. Yeah. That's what happened. So you had the haunted experience. Double so. And was there any other occurrences in just that the, evening? Just the heroin. Uh, Adam, I think that was two comments, two live virtual comments. Yeah. Do you want to go for broke and try to beat the record? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think actually um, we should probably uh, get out of this. Uh, yeah. Uh, the percolator slash preparatorium proper technically and uh, because we have some uh, some you know again spooky things to talk about and you know maybe all fun and games but it ain't no game that was it terrible no, that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> First shift on the job, I picked a cold night Small town kid, future looking so bright Did you bring your A-game, rookie, hold tight Welcome to the big city, hope the people don't bite Raccoon hit a blackout, get your own lights It's an apocalypse, don't go down with no fight I'm not too bothered by blood, just wipe my coat dry Hello, end times, goodbye, old life Alrighty, here we are um, This week, for Awesome Spooky Month we're going to be talking about survival horror video games. Um, I can't believe, I mean, I guess we've probably mentioned these in passing, but we've never actually done a topic on it, which is kind of crazy how much we talk about uh, horror in general and video games right. in general and surviving in general that we haven't yeah. uh, combined all these together. Never, never put them together. Yeah. Have we talked about, has there been a episode about horror games? Horror games? Yes. Hmm. I don't think so. It's not. I I can check here while you guys kind of. Okay. Uh. But you wanted to go specifically into survival horror. Yeah, I think the original idea was like, hey, I'll do an episode on Resident Evil because Resident Evil is um, anyone right. who knows me is near and dear to my heart. I have a Resident Evil tattoo. I'll talk a little more about that later. Uh, not the tattoo, but just trust you. This whole episode. This is just an excuse Tite, to talk about my tattoo, really. Just tight five episode. on your tattoo. Yeah. Go. No, this this episode should be called Adam's Horror Tattoo. <laughs> um, and then I think I, I suggested Resident Evil, and somebody said, why don't we just do survival horror games? And I was like, yeah, that's actually probably better. Uh, even though I can probably talk about Resident Evil for hours and hours and hours throwing a, right. uh, throwing a wider net uh, uh, would be a good call um, Drew where are you on that horror games? I'm not seeing any horror game right. episodes hmm. I think we're in the clear here so what? before we jump into some I'm sorry do you, I guess it's like instant that squeak is that what were you guys houses okay I hear that okay I just didn't want to make sure it wasn't I think it's like Probably a cricket. Cricket or something? Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's Nick's cricket. I think yeah, it's Nick's cricket. It's probably me because I don't hear it. Hi, I'm Nick's cricket. Oh. I definitely hear it. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I take my headphones off, I, I can hear it. It's, I mean, it can makes you, it kind of a cool, creepy, like... But first can I you find it, was... it and <laughs> remove it? All right. 
I'll be back. <laughs> Remove him. Um, what are, in, in your guys' own words, how would you uh, describe? Uh, <laughs> it's it's loud, Nick. It really is. Um, oh God. Do you want me? Hold on. Do Do you want to pause? Do you want me to? Why don't we Why don't we I take can... thirty seconds? See if you actually can chew it away because it's been doing this whole time. So. This will be. The, the mannerisms are great. Oh my gosh. Sorry, it was it was just I was like realizing like Keep that's recording though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like if that's in the background, that's gonna be that noise throughout the entire episode. So. Oh no. <laughs> that's the best thing. What was that? I think it's closing the garage door, maybe. Oh. Oh, because it might be outside. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is terrible. He's got He's got a dedicated cricket. Part of me hopes we leave this whole thing in. <laughs> I think it's gonna go after We love it. <laughs> the best part is watching him cross the our <laughs> And he's like, I thought you were doing the archive. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Clean out the garage. <laughs> I don't understand why the walk back across our field of view and then come back and seemingly vacuum in the same spot. I think you might have gotten it. Good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. Was that it? The cricket? <laughs> um, so I think what I was saying was, in your guys' own words, how would you describe survival horror video games? Mm, how would we describe them? Like, you looking for a definition? Yeah, I mean, essentially, there's... there's I, I, I'm kind of setting you up a little bit to, to, see, to see because I mm. feel like there is a distinction between what is and what isn't survival horror. Yeah, okay. And some people blur the lines. Yeah. Um, and this ain't no uh, Robin Thicke BS, so... This ain't no what? Robin, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Blurred Robin lines. Zig? That's the one. Whoop, there goes Rabbity. Blurred, li- blurred lines? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got a chance to revisit that. I am, my goal is... I was with you, Adam. final season... I was with you. ...pull out every single... I don't Old. get the Robin Thicke. Robin blurred, Thicke had a song lines. called Blurred Lines. Okay. Uh, where, where he talked about raping women, and it was a big hit. Um, oh, it's not quite true, but... <laughs> no, it was a big hit. <laughs> that, that was a big hit, it's true. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. Uh, I think that it has to be scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, like, you know, genuinely scary. Not like there's monsters in it, if that makes sense. I believe so. I I feel like there needs to be a sense of, like, you're really out of uh out of your like like the forces of evil or the bad guys or whatever really have an advantage over you. Like, it's it's it should be really challenging to even to survive basically. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it and it that I think that's my that's my criteria. I you uh, you okay? I think a survival horror game, uh, which is a genre that I'm not big into, but I wouldn't have said Resident Evil is a survival horror game. Interesting, um, because. I think of it as there are survival games and there are horror games and a survival horror game is the combination of the two. And, <laughs> uh, and I would say slow down. Resi- wow. Well, okay. So survival games are like, um, games that like every game you're trying to live in it, but the mm. distinction between a regular game and a survival game is this kind of like, I th- oh, well, one thing I think is that you have one life. Is that a thing? Hmm. I've played games I'm before. Asking, I'm asking you your, your opinion on it. There's no wrong yeah. answer here. Well, can you so, define one life? Uh, Are you saying permadeath? Like, you, Yeah, you, you can try to, like, okay. so No checkpoints, no... No, yeah. And if you die, you start over with nothing. From the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Um... And uh, the the game that I immediately thought of is um, Daisy. Are you guys mm. familiar with that? I am. I I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's a scary game with zombies that you have to live in is this it, world. And... Can I ask a quick? Uh, this is a genuine question. Uh huh. Is it actually scary? Do you are when you play it? Are you ever truly scared? I only played it for a little bit. I've never been really scared. There's, I think I've mentioned this before. There's one VR game that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Every other game that I've played that's a horror game, I, it didn't actually affect me. So. In in um, no way. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was the kind of game that I was thinking about. I know there are, there are others, but um. But when I, you know, did a quick search of it i understand the term is broader and want to hear what adam has to say sure so um i think both of you are are right uh drew's a little more right um yes fuck you (laughs) (laughs) um so uh man we're, we're starting packing this thing so survival horror um some of the key elements obviously horror elements kind of goes without saying um you often feel vulnerable you feel yes at that's what I, I couldn't come up with the right term there. sure that's i totally agree with you Vulner, vulnerability is key mm-hmm. uh, you feel at odds with the environment whether that be the physical environment or the things inhabiting said environment um usually the uh there's some puzzle things related to it more often than not mm-hmm. um the items and things you collect to try to survive are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, typically, there it's uh, you are alone, or very, mm-hmm. or there aren't a lot of other characters, uh, at least you know people to interact with. So that isolation sort of feeling. Right. Um, I think, Nick, what you were talking a little more is what is I would distinct between uh, actually action horror. 
you think I was talking about action horror. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. <laughs> I, so what is the, what is, no, 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 no. I, no, I'm I'm curious because what is the difference between uh, horror and survival horror then? Well, so that that's there's three there's horror, there's survival horror, and there's action horror. And, yeah, but what's I, the difference between horror and survival horror? Sure. Um, so a horror game um, is pretty much like any game. Like I could, uh, though. Guest. Again, I don't th- say what. Seventh guest. Sure. Or like even like. Doom, like it's mm. you know supposed to be like you know that's oh it's just find the things of hell and like it's See, you know it's monsters and stuff but like it's not that's what I would call an action horror game right. I think I, I think a, a straight up horror game, generally those are going to be puzzle games. Yeah, right. A lot of time or adventure point and clicks or things like that. It's hard I think just this, because it's. Um, because it is a game, you don't have a ton of options beyond puzzle um, uh, versus action versus survival. You could, I mean, today, like in this day and age, you do have sort of what they call walking simulators, right? Which are just essentially games that are all about storytelling and there isn't really um, any sort of conflict or action mechanic to it like and so games i haven't played any of those but maybe the telltale right, ones but, yeah telltales. Yeah. and i'm i'm thinking of a game called gone home which i don't oh, think yeah. is technically a, it's it's a super creepy game I, I don't think that's that's really the intent but you're exploring an abandoned house not abandoned, but an empty house, and to me, that's inherently scary. But there is no, you know, you can't punch anything, you can't shoot anything. I guess to to that point, survival horror, um, though there is, you know, many times some combat involved, it's de-emphasized. It's more surviving. It's not like I'm going to go kill every zombie in here to make sure I, I can live. It's I probably should avoid as much of these things as possible. So I don't die. Can I give an example of what I think is a uh, survival horror? I'd love you to. Uh, Alien Isolation, to me, is a survival horror game. It is on the list to talk about today, most definitely. There's no way to kill the the one alien that's in that ship with you. Um, And the other threats are really... You just... It's like you just said, Adam. You're... You don't want to come up against anything mm-hmm. if you can help it. So you spend most of your time hiding in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, there's a I, I, IGN, the uh, entity that is IGN. Um, I thought it had a really nice sort of button on this thing. Survival horror is different from a typical game genre, and that is not defined strictly by specific me- mechanics, but subject matter, tone, pacing, and design. So, which is a little wordy, but I think it actually does kind of put a nice little uh, bow on that. It just, it is. So, first of all, uh, Nate, kind of what you said, Resident Evil is definitively survival horror, 100%. It actually was the the game that didn't, well, well actually, you know what, there's a good time as any to talk about the history, history, history of survival, uh, survival horror, horror games. Horror games. 
Hey, that's the first one since the break. Yeah. So can I can I get a clarification, Adam? Hundred percent. Are you referring to Resident Evil the first game or the whole series? First game. Okay. <clears throat> so there was um, there's been some other uh, so we're talking about specifically with, with video games here. So there's there were some uh, some video games that were kind of survival horror esque, but the really big first one on the scene was a game called Sweet Home. Um, Never was, heard of this. Uh, Japanese uh, Capcom put it out, uh, Japanese video game, and uh, it came out uh, for the family computer in 1989. The Famicom. Have you played it, Adam? Um, I don't think I did. Okay, sweet home. Um, <clears throat> it was based off a Japanese horror film called Sweet Home, and the the plot line is there's a team of five filmmakers exploring an old mansion um, uh, in search of uh, <laughs> precious frescoes hidden there. Yes. You hear my new band, Precious Frescoes? Um, <laughs> I would I would listen to them. <laughs> I, I must have my precious frescoes. Uh, as they explore the mysterious mansion, they encounter hostile ghosts and other supernatural enemies. The player must navigate the intrinsically laid out mansion, battling with the enemies, and also a permadeath system um, to keep the player characters alive with the limited weapons and health restorative items available. It was directed by uh, this gentleman, I'm probably botching his name, I apologize, but uh, Tokoro Fijuawa, who uh, was the guy behind Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, Ghosts and Goblins should have been the first one. That game <laughs> yeah, was... that's that's the first survival horror game. Yeah, um, you had no chance. In that game. <laughs> you just had no chance in that game. That that I sometimes will watch replays of that thing, and I'm like, I, this is hacked or something. There's just no way. I just don't. I just don't get it. Um, I love that game though. I don't know why, because I could never get past like, the first damn level, but I loved it. <laughs> I I got to near the end when I was a kid. Really? I, you were yeah. lying. And did. Did um, your uncle from Nintendo like give you tips or something? You no, go. come on. I, I I played the hell out of it and I I was a pretty good video game player when I was a kid. I got really far. <laughs> but I did try to play it again about a year ago and couldn't get past the second level. It was just it's stupid hard. Yeah, it's so hard. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Um, okay, so like I said, there's five player, five playable characters in this thing. Um, you can either go off by yourself or or do a group of two or three together. Um, you can switch characters in the parties at any time. Um, each character though has its own like particular thing. Like one has a camera, one has a medical kit, one has a lockpick, etc., etc. Et um, there's a lot of puzzle solving in this thing. Um, you have to go back to, uh, like, if there's something, like a locked thing, you have to go back and pick up a key you may have found before to go back and lock a door, stuff like that. Um, Jill, you should do this. You're the master of lock picking. <laughs> I don't get the reference, but okay. I don't it, it, Resident Evil? Oh, yes. No? Yes, good. I, I, Jill Valentine, I should have got is that, that reference. From a, is that a quote? Yeah, yes. from like the first one. I, yeah, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. It, the 
the dialogue was so stilted in that game that I, I remembered that yes. for like 20 years. Chill. It's great. It's great. Maybe we'll throw a couple little uh, Resident Evil 1 quotes in here. Chill. Um, <laughs> ah. I might be wrong about the name. Well, there's a character no, named Jill Valentine, so that could have very yeah. much been it. Um, okay. But when one of the characters, the five characters you're playing dies, that character's dead for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to be super careful about that. Um, so anyway, so that game came out and it was it was pretty big, uh, pretty big hit. Um, people really liked it, um, and so that was in '89. So in '93, um, Capcom thought, you know what, we'll go ahead and remake this thing and just kind of just update the graphics and 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 whatnot. Um, but the gentleman, you know, who was behind it said, you know what, why instead of we, instead of uh, uh, remaking it, why don't we just take the aspects of it and put it into a new game? Mm-hmm. And that game was called Resident Evil. Yoshi's Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yoshi's Island. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. Biohazard, depending on where in the world you live. Um, right. uh, and so, I mean, again, people... Quick. Quick, uh, yeah, 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 quick yeah. aside, Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference in title? Bio, biohazard I, I biohazard don't versus... Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm Resident Evil guy myself, but it, Biohazard doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm absolutely fine with it. So, But it's your. But you prefer the name Resident Evil? Sure. Is, <laughs> is that a pun or something? Or is what? that a phrase? Resident Evil? I've never really thought about it until I think it's because it's a house. The first one is a mansion. Yeah. It's just so it's like the resident here is evil. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I think I think the answer to your question embedded. is yes, Nick. I think it's supposed to be kind of a, a cheeky but kind of unnerving play on words. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. What words? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just it's been so ingrained in my head that it, it – I know. As meaning, but actually doesn't have any meaning at all. So Yeah. Um, I think it is just like the that evil permeates the that place. So yeah. it's resident. Yeah. Um but the big thing was he he was like, Hey, the things I wanted to do in Sweet Home I couldn't because of the limitations in graphics. I wanna do it the way I want to do it right this way, with like the entirely three D environment and whatnot, which is what they actually did, obviously. Um the original idea actually was to make RE uh, a first-person shooter, uh, so basically a, an action horror, mm. and actually they took that out and, uh, again, took sort of the idea from Sweet Home, the mansion, intricate layout, all the sort of the stuff you're trying to figure out. There's not a lot of other characters, um, multiple endings, depending on, on who survives and who doesn't. Um, puzzles, backtracking. Um, Resident Evil eventually finally came out in 1996. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it is, it is again kind of considered the grandfather, so to speak, of resident of uh, of survival horror games. It's this the big one that kicked off this whole crazy thing. There were other ones, um, like there was a thing called Monster Maze. There was a game called Terror House. Um, there's a, a game called Alone in the Dark. I think Drew mentioned that a little bit ago. Um, that's uh, kind. Of, that's kind of a. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Alone in the dark. Yeah. 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 I 
I didn't hear that get mentioned. That's a great game, but I didn't I didn't mention it, but oh. I am familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of a, a precursor to survival horror. It, it, I, it, it kind of I fits. mentioned I mentioned Seventh Guest. That's the, the other one. Yeah, same era. Right. <clears throat> um. So yeah, so Resident Evil came out, and this thing was just absolutely insane. Um, it took kind of the world by storm. Um, <clears throat> and kicked off this whole uh, survival horror genre. Um, after that, some of the big ones, um, uh, probably the next biggest one that came out was Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And God, those games are freaky. Um, I didn't play that one. Oh, you didn't play the Silent Hill games? Whew. No, too looked too scary. I played the first one. Uh was Pyramid Head in that one, or did he come in in the later one? Um, well, he definitely was in two. I'm pretty sure he was in one. Okay. Yeah. What a goofy thing that should not be scary at all, but was, holy crap, that dude was freaky. Yeah, I, I find that character interesting, but exactly what you said, where it's kind of ridiculous, but the weirdness of him, I think, is what appeals to people. Yeah. Um, let's see. No, he first showed up in Silent Hill 2. Okay. Yeah. Man, even looking at him, it just—it doesn't. There's no sense. I don't know why it's, he's cre- creepy looking, but he totally is. So, I, I feel like the first Silent Hill game was um, capitalizing on the fact that PlayStation had a shitty draw distance, and <laughs> you were walking around in this foggy town, and <laughs> it, it kind of added to the atmosphere. Uh, it's on Silent Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, 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 definitely no doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> so, some other games came out around then: Corpse Party, um, Clock Tower, Haunting Ground, uh, Overblood. Uh, over, over, yeah, Overblood. Yeah. <laughs> what? That sounds. Overblood sounds like a Rob Liefeld character. <laughs> yes, it totally does. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, Overblood was the first uh, survival horror that actually used a full 3D environment. Ooh. versus kind of a 2D with three-dimensional drawings slapped on it. Um, hmm. And then 98, Resident Evil 2 came out, and that was, again, just a game-changer. Um, man, uh, it, it is still, to this day, my favorite game I've ever played, Resident hmm. Evil 2. Um, I would scream, I would drop the controller, I'd have to like, get up and walk away, but I'd also only play it in a black, in a completely dark room with the lights out. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, and I am the reverse of that. I need daytime, so? full oh. lighting to play these games. Oh man, you're missing out, dude. No, I get, I, I've mentioned in the past, I don't get scared by much, pretty much anything. Right. Um, right. So when I do survival horror video games, I, I get, I set the opportune, the most opportune chance for me to get my shit freaked out. <laughs> um, again, only playing at night, only playing with the lights off, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, another game came out rather than was Parasite Eve. Oh, God, yeah. what a great game. God, it's such a great game. Um, uh, I said Sound Hill came out uh, shortly after that. Sound Hill 2 was super, super freaky. Uh, ever played Dino Crisis? I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. I didn't realize that's survival horror. It is essentially just survival horror, but with your it's, with it's dinos? dinosaurs, yeah. 
Did they have a T Rex? They have a T Rex. <laughs> um, I don't remember. It's been too long. Um, you ever play Fatal Frame? Uh, I've only <laughs> only read about it. Um, yeah, that's basically where your only weapon in that game was a camera. And you'd take pictures of these creepy things that were happening in order to figure out what was going on. What does the that's camera do? Ineffective camera, or weapon. Yeah. <laughs> well, do gotcha. you throw it at them? <laughs> you, you take pictures. But do the pictures Wait. harm them? Uh, they're very shy monsters. So, again. Like, Don't post this on Facebook, okay? <laughs> I, so what you guys are talking about is you're trying to bring in action horror into survival horror. You don't have to fight things in survival horror. That is Uh, is not the point of it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me reframe my question. Yes. Let me re-fatal frame my question. Nice. Nice. Is, (laughs) is, what I, is the point to document these scary people, scary things? Um, let's see. Uh, is it like Pokemon Snap, but with violent monsters? God, the, 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 Picture on the box of Fatal Frame Two is just so free. It was like like disembodied heads. It's great. Um, uh, set in '86, the story follows these siblings, um, Miku and Mifu, and Mifuyu. Mifuyu disappears while searching for a novelist at a haunted mansion. The sister goes to find him. During her exploration, she discovers clues of the fate of those who entered, um, and must discover the, the truth behind a dark ritual that took place there. There you go. Um, and you can actually, yeah, if you take pictures of these ghosts, they can kind of scare them off. Like, okay. Um, all right, Adam, I'm going to challenge you right here and now. Oh, boy. Let me take my glove off. Hold on. All right, one finger, <laughs> two fingers. Good no. grief. <laughs> all right, so you brought up that survival horror isn't about killing things. It's about escaping and surviving it is not primarily about killing things go on okay well i just the grandfather that you talk about there's a lot of killing (laughs) of things in resident evil and i would argue that the reason that it was it's now considered the grandfather of survival horror is because the action elements in it are possibly even intentionally clunky so that you can't just mow them down like you would in a first-person shooter or something. Well, the thing you know? is that, like, you had to, like, you, you first of all, you had to you had to find weapons. You had to conserve right. your ammo. Yes. And you yes. constantly, ammo constantly ran out of ammo. Oh, my God. So, okay. yeah. yeah, you turn into a, a hallway, and there's three zombies. You have to choose. Do I try to, like, shoot one and kind of, like, juke past the other ones? Do I just turn around and go back to where I came from? Like, it's, right. it's how do I survive this versus I can just mow these guys down and keep going. That's more to me, that's action versus right. how do I survive this maybe by using violence or, or action, but that is not the goal of what I'm trying to do right now. Okay. And I, I would yeah. say other Resident Evil games push more into the action. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to say that I think you just hit on the missing element is that limited ammo kind of aspect Mm-hmm. Um, because Daisy, what I brought up at the beginning, uh, wasn't isn't really an action game. It's not like constant zombies and enemies and things like that. It's that same sort of thing where you're just like trying to make do with what little you have, and 
knowing that at any point something could come up and kill you. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil 0, All Survival Horror, uh, Sound Hill 1, 2, 3, and 4, All Survival Horror, some of the ones we, we, we mentioned. In, uh, and I, don't, I just want to kind of touch on this and we'll come back to what we're actually talking about. But with Resident Evil 4, which is probably the second favorite in the series, um, I would never, I would at that point no longer classify it as survival horror. That is action horror. Yeah, it's phenomenal game. I love it. It's Me freaky too. as hell. But it's how do I mow down all these people yeah. that are infected with the stuff to try to, to you know get past what I'm trying to do here. Um, right. <clears throat> and I um, think five as well. 100%. Um, six was trash. I never played it. I, yeah, I, I, I can't be. say it's trash. I was like, I bought it. I played the first like twenty minutes of it, and I was like, "This is absolute. This is I. I could not believe how how bad it was." Um, and then seven, God, seven was a return to form for Resident Evil. Resident Evil Seven took takes place in the in a southern bayou backwoods. Cat. Have you guys ever played Seven? You know anything about it? We did. We have talked about it on this show before. Okay. Um, and I remember you describing the scene where you're walking down some stairs and like the lights oh, are right. flickering yeah. in and out and they flicker in and out. And then you see your girlfriend in the game crawling up the stairs mm-hmm. and then they flicker out and back in and she's in your face. Yep. And and I think you, did you play it in VR? I did play it in VR. Oh my gosh. Oof. That and that guys. Oh my goodness. You want to talk never, about I will never do it. Another layer to survival horror. Yeah. Being in it. Like Yeah. <laughs> um it, unreal. Uh, and are you are you playing that the same way where you're like, you know, alone in a dark room and well, uh, the dark it, room it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it kinda does but, though. Yes, you know. One hundred percent. Yeah, because you get light creeping in. And... Not on my set. Oh okay. <laughs> Big Drew over here. Oh, not on my set. Maybe on your sets, but not on mine. I'm Big Drew. This is, this is I don't got life. This is a great new character. <laughs> it's Big Drew. Maybe on your set. <laughs> he's a he's a trucker that plays VR in his truck. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh my gosh alright um, yeah I, I, I want to hear about your experience playing VR horror because <sighs> yeah yeah so I mean again yeah, this was one of the so Nick was I think you were, I was with you the first time I did VR ever so that was kind of well <laughs> modern VR we all know the the sort of mm, story dact- of the dactyl, damn, horror. Ter- dactyl horror BS can't <laughs> see anything first, legally blind <laughs> That's the first VR horror game is Dactyl Horror. Um, <laughs> or is it Dactyl, Dactyl Terror? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Dactyl crap. Dactyl Nightmare? What is it called? Okay, fine. I'll look it up. You keep oh, talking. Oh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, but so, you know, you, you strap into this thing and you're in this, you know, you're trying to find your girlfriend. <clears throat> she went to go. Um, it is Dactyl Nightmare. Dactyl Nightmare. Um, with a, she's a, with a film crew. Wait, to... hold, hold, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I, I do remember you talking about it, but was the game, when you say Dactyl, is that Pterodactyls? <laughs> yes. That's right. And they didn't call it Terror Dactyl? I know, I know. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that is kind of... <laughs> It's right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Pterodactyls. Man, whatever. Missed opportunity. Um, from like 30 years ago. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you, you're, you're walking through these, this, uh, you know, s- southern bayou. There's all these, like, these ritualistic, like, animals that have been gutted and strung up and you have to like crawl underneath like logs and stuff and it's it's all the environment's like wet and just mm-hmm. gross and there's like flies flying around you and stuff and giant like, ones giant there's giant bugs oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah and then eventually you get to this uh you know basically it's the cabin in the woods only it's a creepy ass southern bayou <clears> cabin in the woods and and you go in and immediately it starts raining and there's no power in the cabin and it's just it's just I think I think you had a flashlight I think that's what it was and so you're again in VR whatever your flashlight's looking at that's all you see and you're hearing yeah. shit behind you and you're hearing stuff up, you know above you and you look up <laughs> and you're like what it just and it's just a constant terror onslaught of yeah. of stuff and God it was brilliant so I would be. Good. I would just be paralyzed. I mean, I can just knowing, and I think I mentioned it uh, when we talked about it before, but I did, I played the demo yeah. um, that came out and I just played that, you know, with a controller. I didn't do VR. Mm-hmm. And at one point I heard a noise up a set of stairs. I, I just could not bring myself to go up the stairs. <laughs> I, I turned the game off because it's so terrifying to me. So the, the prospect of having, knowing how immersive the VR is like, I I would just, I'd, I'd start the game and not move. (laughs) The only game I've ever turned off was, I talked about this, I think. So I'll I'll be brief, but edge of nowhere is like a Lovecraftian horror story in Antarctica. And, uh, it's a VR game. And, I I don't even know how far into the game I got, but there was just a point where you're just like walking through these ice caves and the the lighting is kind of pulsing and the environment around you with all these uh you know cavernous area and it it starts to shift while you're walking through the area nice. and it just gives you this sense of dread and and they they do a lot of things like you're talking about um where you you see something and then it uh suddenly is right in front of you and it shifts and things Mm. like that and it's just it the anxiety that it was Mm. causing in me after uh you know, I I played it a few days before it, but I got to a certain point where I'd been playing it for like an hour, and I, my heart was beating so hard, 
that I literally turned it off because I was worried about my health. Sure. Like I was, I, I was like, I do not want to have a heart attack because of this stupid fucking game. And <laughs> took a break from it, and I never went back to it. Actually, I, yeah, it, it I, scared me too much. I had a, but the closest approximation I have to this is playing the Batman VR game, uh, and without give, giving anything away, there's a a portion a, a point in that game where you're in um, fried calendar man <laughs> well you are in uh, arkham you're in arkham yeah asylum and you're walking up you you're like standing in front of three different um cells and it's like an iron door with a tiny little window you know so you can sure slide it open and look in and you slide open one of the little windows and there's a, a character there and they're like come a little closer and I just I'm like I'm not I cannot move closer I cannot bring myself to move my face into this tiny window because I'm certain something terrifying is about to happen and you know I eventually did bring myself to do it but it was it took every ounce of willpower to like okay this is just a game I'm just gonna lean forward and look into this room that's and it that doesn't actually exist yeah exactly (laughs) I think I think that to what you're describing and what you guys were both describing is the power of the actual survival horror game. Um, right. That even beyond, definitely beyond action horror and even horror by itself, is that it just taps into the most base reptile brain part of mm-hmm. of humanity of, of of being human of fight or flight, survive. Like, I have to survive. Yeah. Um, and that no other genre can touch. Again, I think it's the reason why in real life, I, nothing really scares me. Movies, nothing really scares me. I put on a survival horror game, man, I'm instantly, like, in that wonderfully, you know, the the, the love feeling like you're scared sort of feeling. Um, and there's definitely games. Um, you know, I had a, an icing last year with, with Seven, but I've, uh, I've, turned off survival horror games and left them for months if not years before going back to them because it's just like it's just it's it's god it's just it's hard it's like do i want to do i want to actually subject myself to that um god, any so uh any early thoughts on village i'm sorry is any do you have any early thoughts or opinions on village the M. Night Shyamalan movie it was all right the it was pretty good until the end of it. As pretty, hard. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> no, of course I mean Resident Evil Eight. Um, I've done very, very, very little of anything on it. Um, just I'm kind of right now. I'm playing through uh, Resident Evil Two Remake, which is really good. Um, it put it. They they sprinkled a little. If you want to talk about floating the line between survival horror and action horror. They, they they pushed it a little towards the action horror thing. It doesn't yeah. break it. I don't think. I think I would still classify it as survival horror, but it gets it gets very action horror-y at, at times. It, it's okay. Yeah. It's a remake. Um, so I want to actually, um, again, replayability also is a big thing with survival horror with the different players. So um, I've played through as one character. I'm getting ready to play through as the second one. Um, and then I probably... I, even though it's been over a year now, I probably will go back and delve back into the world of Resident Evil 7 
after that, just because I'm a glutton for punishment. The, and and that one, you you only have one character to play as, isn't as, that right? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're just replaying it to to experience it again. Yeah. Well, I, just, I never finished it. Oh, I thought you did finish it. No, I got stuck on a boss battle, and then uh, my eye exploded. So. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. And then I never went back. So. Okay. Have you watched any of the trailers for, for Resident Evil Eight? No. That's what I was saying. I mean, there's okay. there's not much in the trailers right. right now. It's just a couple teasers that, um, that I thought. Well, when I first when I saw the first teaser, initially I thought, "Is this a Resident Evil game?" Because it didn't give you any indication initially. Right. Yeah, it's just village. About, yeah. about halfway through, I was like, "No, I think this is just." you know, a weird Capcom game. Uh, and then by the end, it, you know, confirms right. that it is the next Resident Evil. But um, but they don't really give you a sense of the gameplay or any, it's, you know, pure kind of story teaser. Mm-hmm. There's a, you talk about the walking simulator. There's this game I, I've never actually heard of before. I was kind of doing some light uh, research on this. It's called Layers of Fear. You guys ever heard of this? Mm-mm. No. Um, uh, you are a nameless artist returning to your gothic 18th century mansion. Um, you soon descend into madness due to the questionable paint ingredients. Um, <laughs> and it quickly becomes apparent that the narration is unreliable as you're objectively a very bad person who will die to finish your last painting. And apparently it's just as you're doing this thing, just you, the environment just keeps changing, but like subtly. And uh-huh, it just apparently cool. just insanely just this creepy. I'm actually going to probably check it out because it looks looks really really neat. Um, it's called Layers of Fear. Um, Is that a PC game? Uh, I believe so. I'm curious what you guys would classify The Last of Us as. Great question. I was going to bring that up. Um, did you play Last of Us, Nick? Uh, the first one. Yeah, I guess I haven't played the second one either. How would you classify it, Nick, based off our conversation so far? Uh, I mean, it's got horror elements, but I don't think it's grounded in horror. Um, and it and it's definitely survival. Um, you know, it's a limited ammo kind of game, like I mentioned, or you brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I I. I think the essential thing about Last of Us is the story, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so whatever that is, it's more of a drama, survival, horror in that order. I think. I yeah I I think there's lots of horrific things happening. Um, I think the horror aspects is actually more in. And, and this is often the case in horror movies and stuff, but it's it's uh, actually more with what the people are doing, right? And less so about the monsters in the in the in the game. Like, yeah. and people mm-hmm. are driven to horrific acts in that game, and right. I think it's it's even highlighted even more in the sequel. Um, but Have you the, finished that yet? Yeah, I did finish that recently. The sequel also? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played Last of Us 2 yet at, at all. Um, I think Last of Us is, again, in that sort of, like, bizarrely... It, it, 
I would I would classify it as survival horror, but if you if it was an ounce more action, I would put in an action horror. Yeah, I think I think the the place where it 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 wouldn't make it into that category for me is the horror. Like even though there are definitely yeah. points where I don't actually I don't know if there's any point where I'm like scared. It's it's desolate. But it's, and it's and tense. it's got horror elements, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it's straight up horror to me. Like I'm, I never, I don't think I ever hesitate. Like in in, in a survival horror game, a true one, I feel like I, there are moments of hesitation where I'm like, I don't know, you know, I have to take a moment before I actually try to do this or that. Um, you didn't do that, most of us. No, I think well, and maybe it's hard to remember when I first the experience of first playing it. Sure. And right now playing the sequel is fresh in my mind of at, at which point all of the kind of the aspects of the game are expected, mm-hmm. you know, there's not much they're doing uh, that's, that is unexpected for in the horror, you know, part of it. So I feel like even in the first game, it was never a thing of like, you know, I'm, I'm scared to go around this corner or I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's never, there was never a moment where, where with like Resident Evil games, there are definitely parts where I'm like, oh, I don't want to open this door. I don't want to, you know, advance to this part because I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's an absolutely survival game. I think it, it ticks the boxes of, um, you feel like you don't have enough supplies. You don't have right. enough ammo. You're sort of trying to conserve as much as you can for the moments when they matter. Um, but the I think the horror aspect is where it's a little. It doesn't quite reach the right spot. I I knew I was going to be able to play it for a while at least, and there was a podcast that I listened to about it, and they were talking about how. Um, you're, uh, you're basically, you have to kill dogs in the game, even if you're in the sequel, in the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think this was going to be too bad for you, Adam. I think it is a good thing to know going into it though. Yes. uh, Yeah. Uh, but, and I, knowing that I was like, okay, I'm never going to play this game because uh i i have a dog that if there's a dog on the screen she will be barking at it the entire time and i would just not feel comfortable in that situation but um but one of the things that they talked oh, wait. about that... so it's <laughs> wait the the shoot the killing the dogs part isn't what stopped you it's the i don't want my dog barking at a fake dog and while that's happening, me killing that dog. Right. Well, Although wouldn't that, wouldn't Stella that make might, your dog she, happy? She might be okay with it. I'm not sure. That, yeah. I'll test it out. But I uh, feel like Stella would be like, good, <laughs> good job. Thank you. Uh, but the, the thing that they mentioned that um, stuck with me was that they were talking about how like, you encounter groups of humans and they have dogs with them. Mm-hmm. And somebody had uh, played with a strategy of shooting the dog first because 
if you shoot the human, the dog will bark and uh, the dogs can find you. The dogs also can sniff you out. Oh, okay. Um, So, is there a dog in this room with you, Nick? That's currently. Is there a dog with you, Adam? Uh, Yes, those are the archive wolves upstairs running around. It's really loud. Yeah. (laughs) They're closing in on us. Um, but anyway, they, they said that at one point they, they flipped their strategy, they shot the human first and the dog went over to the human and just started like moaning sadly. (laughs) And yeah, I I was just like, okay, I'm never going to play that game. Like, (laughs) um, I never did that. I always did go for the dog first. Yeah. Because it was tracking me. I, I, think that speaks to the <laughs> it's it sounds like your dog is walking on the microphone Sorry. <laughs> it's amazing no and, it's and, and that it's happening during this conversation yeah right it's perfect timing <laughs> um but yeah that that game desolation <laughs> not horror yeah survival that's desolation that's true <laughs> Um, sorry, wrapping this thing up because I know we're already uh, past our, our our time. Yep. I was going to do an elicitation, but uh, yeah, but uh, what? Well, but do it. I've already kind of listed off almost everything I was going to say, so it kind of defeats oh. the purpose. Um, Don't do I it. I was say like, hey, name all the survival horror names you can think of, but I've already said like twenty of them, so it's kind of pointless. Tetris. Um, Tetris. Um, <laughs> um, Drew, hmm. I I, I want to. Well, so one of the one of the survival horror games I've always wanted to play that I actually have never gotten around to doing is Alien Isolation, um, mm. and I know that you've had. Uh, I remember you talking about this game for for years now, and you obviously mentioned it mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, but I didn't know. I to my point is what I'm trying to getting at is that most people think survival horror, they think zombies or monsters right. like that, but there's a whole like section of this that takes place future space sure. sort of stuff so yeah oh what what was that was it dead space yeah that dead was... space oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that one i think more action horror right mm-hmm. okay like, you, I'd like say so. i don't think the survival well actually first... no i would i would say dead space is definitely survival horror i would yeah yeah it okay. felt like it, a it, medieval clone in space it <laughs> i didn't play it i'm just saying maybe i would call it i don't know it, it definitely skirts that line again I didn't finish it, and but it, I remember being impressed with it. For wait, are we it, talking it, Dead Space or Alien? Yeah, Dead Space. Okay. Um, I thought it was really inventive. You know, it is. I think it's it's accurate to say sort of Resident Evil in space, but it's a good it's a good play on the you know the sort of tropes um, because they do some things with. Um, this like zero G gravity at certain points in the game, um, where you have to kind of travel one from like one broken part of the space station to another through open space. And that's, you know, got a terrifying aspect to it. That would be um, good in VR. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, these it's, it's definitely very, they're not zombies or anything. It's more like demons almost. I mean, I don't think they're, like the, just physically, they're more yeah. like yeah. sort of demon-like creatures that you're uh, fighting. 
uh, and killing, and it's very you know gruesome. Um, Alien Isolation is one of the best games I've ever played, um, and it was a game where there were times I thought I would not continue playing <laughs> it just because. And it, and it's funny because did you finish that? I did. I'm really glad I did too. But it's there. There's a number of things that make that game phenomenal one of them is aesthetically it's just really pleasing you know it's it's, it's like the first alien movie. exactly yeah, yeah. so good modeled completely after that and everything's chunky and makes a lot of you know really satisfying noises like when you're opening doors and hatches and things like that and i i really love the the literal mechanics of that stuff and it, and it adds to the um the horror of it because you know, for instance, if you're hiding from the one alien that is on that ship and you have, you know, 15 seconds to get down a hallway and through a door before it finds you, that door has this whole sequence of motions for you to get it open. You can't just open it and run through. And so that adds that extra layer of tension to it. Um, so aesthetically, it's really, really great. And then also, you, you it's, it's a case where you... You, there's nothing you can do to stop the alien. You can scare it at times. You can kind of get it off of you um, with certain items. But even those are few and far between. So it really is an exercise in avoiding the alien as much as possible. Mm. Um, and there's this one great sort of sequence. And I think this is, I think this is a, a good thing when it happens in any kind of horror um experience be it a game a movie or whatever where you 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 come to a moment where you realize you have to actually go kind of deeper into danger to eventually bring yourself out mm -hmm. right so it's it's sort of the belly of the beast moment and it's and it's just it's it really pays off in a great way in that game um and that's one of the few games that i did try to play again because i just enjoyed the experience so much but the second playthrough i couldn't <laughs> you couldn't do it like i don't think i can go through it again <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and and that one um they did uh re-release it for vr yeah did so they I, really yeah well i actually held off on buying it because i was waiting for it in vr and then at one point there was a, a good sale on it on xbox for like 15 bucks or something and i was just like okay i'm gonna buy it and i bought it and played it and before it came out on vr i played that other game i was talking about edge of nowhere and i was like i don't i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> like yeah it's it, it the game is awesome but it, it is pretty intense uh, yeah I would say it's the second best alien property after Prometheus, of course. That goes without saying. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's, that's probably good, good little chat on survival horror games. Um, and I would really enjoy this topic, uh, and I appreciate you guys coming along for the, for the, for the, for the ride. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I... Well, you know what? Oh, go ahead. I, w I wish... You know, we couldn't get John here tonight. I wish we had gotten him for uh, a minute, and we killed him off in the first couple minutes. And oh, then yeah. Ten minutes later, we killed me off, so I wouldn't have to be here. And then, you, Wait. you get where I'm going. 
This is from the guy whose heart was ripped out, apparently, when I told him we were ending the podcast. I didn't mean it. The the heart ripping out. The heart bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that being said, I have some kind of you know bad news. We are kind of trapped down here in the bowels of, of the archive. There's a the lock on this door that has looks like a maybe a, a, a dodecahedron on it. Oh, key. No. And I only have five bullets left. So, and those wolves are, are circling pretty pretty bad. I call so. the first one. You can call which one? The bullet? The first first bullet. <laughs> Dibs. I'm going to see if I can't wedge this icosahedron key into that dodecahedron mm, lock. I mean, you can. Just try to be quiet about it, right? All right. Of all things, also spooky month. Uh, when we do stuff like this, when we're done with it, you got to put it in the archive. Thank <laughs> you.